Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. How's everybody doing tonight? You got Michael here behind the microphone for episode 161, and it's another solo ep. Uh, Sean is still away, and so um, when he gets back, believe me, it's going to be a party. Uh, We miss him so much, and there's a good chance, a very good chance, that when you finally do hear his voice behind this microphone again, he'll be in my studio. So, God willing, and everything works out, all the stars align the way that we hope that they will. Um, Sean will be here in Detroit, and um, it'll be a good time. We're going to have a good time. So, hey, I want to basically um, have another difficult conversation with you all. I hope everybody's doing all right. Um, A lot of states are opening up and uh, people are starting to get back to work businesses are starting to open up again and um, and it's a good thing providing everyone continues to be smart keep their hands clean keep your hands out your ass and stuff like that don't touch your eyes after you scratch your ass and uh, make sure you're if you're coughing if you're sick you stay your ass at home and uh, stay healthy. Don't spread your germs around. And there's a good chance that we'll be able to get out of this thing without uh, uh, an additional flare-up, if you will. Or uh, as some states have been seeing, uh, the coronavirus has been coming back a hundredfold um, in some places around the country just because of people just acting stupid. So... Uh, do the right thing, be smart about what you're doing, and um, protect one another, protect yourself, keep yourself clean, and um, I think that we'll come out of this thing pretty good. Um, the numbers are showing, are coming back uh, every day, lower and lower and lower, uh, fewer and fewer uh, new cases, and as more people are getting tested for the virus, and by the way, I don't even think that, yeah, so... I just got my test results back the other day. It took a while, took a week um, for some reason. I don't know why. I think my doctor's office was just slow on calling me back, but um, my test came back negative, thank God. So I don't have it, and uh, which means I'm not spreading it to my family. And um, But I still want to take an antibody test because I think there's an opportunity or a possibility that I... Oops that I once had it. And uh, if that's the case, um, I would have the antibodies and I'll be okay, right? So we'll see. Um, But there are a ton of Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, protests that are going on, that have gone on all week long. You know, I, I wanted to do an episode on Wednesday 
Uh, but it was just so much going on. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, so you only got, you know, one this week, but uh, one in the past week. Uh, we'll, we will get back to multiple um, episodes uh, once we get our shit together and, and, and get back get back to it. Um, but I just want to um, just go over just some of the stuff that's been happening over the past week and just give you my perspective. I don't know a lot of you guys listen out here and some of you might you know, value what we have to say or, or wonder as to what our position is and what we have to say on some of this stuff that's going on. So I, you know, we, we both have Facebook, neither one of us like Facebook, therefore neither one of us actually use Facebook for real. Um, we definitely go on there and (laughs) check the memes out and stuff like that. Um, but that's about it. You know, kind of, I barely even keep tabs on the people that are important to me over Facebook. I'd rather pick up a phone and call them. Um, but there's just so much stuff, and, and I just refuse to put my opinion out on Facebook because I don't think that's the place for it. And, you know, and if you do, and that's what you want to do, more power to you. Um, but I don't use Facebook as a communication platform as a primary communication platform for, for my voice. Um, I use this podcast because that's what we have it for, to put our voices out there um, in the ether, have it recorded, have it played back over and over again. Um, you know, hell, one day my my kids are going to be listening to this podcast. They'll be able to say, yep, daddy said that and daddy said this. And um, daddy swore too much and, and burped too much. And and Sean's an asshole, but we love him. He's our uncle. That type of deal. You know, it'll be fun. Don't you worry. Um, but so I emailed myself a bunch of articles here so that I could possibly try to get them pasted into the show notes for you guys to be able to follow along. But... I don't know where exactly where I want to start, so maybe I'll just start from the top, I suppose. The first message. Um, so there's been all this looting going on, right? One of the first articles that I read was out of Philadelphia, and I don't even think I sent this one to Sean. I think I just read it and I put it in my back pocket for later. But there was a guy in Philly... A couple guys in Philly, actually. One of them was fatally shot as he was trying to loot a gun shop. The store owner of the gun shop uh, saw with his surveillance cameras that people were trying to get in and and steal stuff. So he decided to uh, take matters into his own hands uh, this particular night and kind of did a little stakeout at his own place. A couple guys broke in, and he just happened to be there waiting on them. Lights come on. He sees that they have weapons. Tried to get them to put down their weapons. They wouldn't do it. They got a little scared. He was uh, He's the gun shop owner. He pulled out his gun and uh, shot at both of them. 
Um, only one of them, though, was fatally wounded. It's like four o'clock in the morning. What day was this? Just pulled up the article here. Uh, it's about four days ago. So uh, maybe Tuesday or so this past Tuesday um, of this recording. So this is coming out Sunday. Anyway. So the burglar got shot and uh, and killed. And I know I know that a lot of looting has been happening uh, all over the place, all over the country. And like I said last week, I don't agree with all the looting. It is all a bunch of bullshit. It, it, all of this looting shouldn't be happening. Um, and honestly, I've got no problem with this guy gunning down these two um, suspects, if you will. At least that's what they're being called in the <laughs> in the article. I don't know. You you you're breaking into my stuff. You're not a suspect. You're burglar. But you know, everybody has to be politically correct. Um, but I would have did the same thing. This is this man's livelihood. Hell, if you come into my house in the middle of the night, four o'clock in the morning, I might be up because I got an infant in bed who's uh, who likes to cry. My guns are right next to me in bed. <laughs> They're not in bed, but well, I guess technically one of them is. Um, but they're close. They're very, very close. And I have no problem at all shooting to kill if somebody was to come into my house in the middle of the night. Stuff like this, I don't have a problem with. Um, the looting has to stop. It definitely, I, I saw, um, George Floyd's brother, uh, was, uh, I guess they had a, a family press conference or something like that. And he, uh, he stood up to say that this doesn't honor the memory of his, of his brother, you know, George Floyd, this doesn't honor his memory, all this looting, it has to stop. And I pray to God that it stops because it, if cops are killing people, <laughs> unarmed black men, um, and black men are killing each other. We, the, the last thing we need is to continue it on. I don't want to kill anybody, but in, you break into my house, you, you might be dead, either me or you. Um, and it doesn't need to happen. And, and I say all that, and, and yet I still, from a certain point of view, understand. I get it. I get it how... As I said last week, when a, a, a disenfranchised population has been um, taken advantage of so much, has been stolen from, has been put down, has had laws written against them to keep them down in a, in a lower socioeconomic state, and when, when you've got schools in certain neighborhoods that are black, or that are colored, or that are just poor, and they're not taken care of. They're, they're, they don't get the same level of education. They're not getting the same schools or hospitals 
or grocery stores or all the the simple things that so many of us that may live in the suburbs or whatever may take for granted. These are things that they're living without on a daily basis. And, um, and it's, and it's just hard to come up, you know, there, there is no pulling yourself up from with, with your bootstraps. I I, I said that wrong, (laughs) but you get what I'm saying. It just doesn't exist for certain populations. Um, based on the fact that the opportunity is not equal. So, um, and I've heard a lot of very, very educated black people um, over the past few weeks, you know, talking about the disenfranchisement of our people over the last century, over the last several centuries, and how you've got so many years of systematic racism that has existed that that we've we've made so many small little strides but things like this set them back set us back um the fact is is that when a people feel so vulnerable and out of control and so uh so downtrodden It's very, very common, as I said, to reach for anything just to get a little bit of control back, just to feel like you have a little bit of power back. And I think that that's the reason why a lot of this looting is happening. And it's just my opinion. You can disagree with me, and that's totally fine. Go ahead and send it to Michael at unchurchpodcast.show. Send me your disagreements. We can rap about it. We can talk about it. No problem. Um, When people are out of control, they grab at straws to regain control. And I can't think of any other examples right now, but we all do it. Everybody that you know does it. They do things to try and regain a little bit of control when they feel out of control. Babies do it. <laughs> and, and from a certain point of view, I know I sound like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is true from a certain point of view. You set your child down to bed. You lay them down to bed and they don't want to be in bed. What do they do? They cry. They pitch a fit. They throw a tantrum. Why? Because they know and they've got practice and experience that says that you're going to come around. And there's a good chance that when you come around to quiet them down, that you're going to give them some comfort. You might pick them up. You might give them a bottle. You might throw a pacifier in their mouth. You might do something. But you know what? They are, in a certain way, reaching for something. Reaching for something to give themselves a little bit of comfort to give themselves some relief. And we're talking about adults here that are just like, well, forget it, man. We're, we're about to go get this stuff that, that we haven't been able to get. Um, I mean, not to mention that, you know, majority of these protests have been completely peaceful. And I know in Detroit, um, I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not, but 
Um, there was a uh, there were several protests in Detroit, and one night in particular, um, there were nine arrests that were made. One person got shot and killed. They believe it was unrelated to the protest. Um, but and then and that was still under investigation. I think the last word that I heard on that killing or that shooting—I don't even think the guy died on that shooting—was uh, the 19-year-old kid that got shot. It was completely unrelated to the protest. Um, but there were nine arrests that were made, and seven out of those nine arrests came from Bay City, which is nowhere near Detroit. There were people that were coming from out of town, joining the protest, just to stir stuff up. And after that, um, you know, Detroit cops, they just got fed up with um, people that were not from the city or the surrounding area trying to join the protest but not having the best intentions. They said you can protest up to 8 p.m. We'll give you 30 minutes grace, 8.30. You come down there past 8.30, you're violating curfew, and uh, we're just going to take you to jail. So um, there were plenty of people over the past week um, that violated that, that got taken to jail. They tried to cross over 8 Mile, and I am talking, yes, 8 Mile, the uh, the infamous 8 Mile that uh, most of the country know about now because of Eminem's movie. You cross 8 Mile, you get into Detroit. People, they crossed 8 Mile, started going towards 7 Mile, driving south, and um, trying to get, in, get through the main vein of the city. Cops had them barricaded, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't turn around, couldn't do nothing. Cops are just pulling people out of the cars, putting them in, um, putting straps on their wrists and throwing them right in the paddy wagon, taking them away. So, I, I and I don't mean to seem to, to, to ramble, and I don't mean to ramble here, but uh, and there's just so much that I want to say, and I, I got like nine articles that I want to go over, and I'm not even probably going to get to it all. People are stupid, a lot of them, and the looting and the drama and the crap doesn't help anybody, but a peaceful protest declaring that black lives matter and the signs that say, say his name, George Floyd, I don't have any problem with that. And you got those that say, you know, all lives matter, but here's the thing, your rebuttal of saying that all lives matter only only negates the black lives matter because it's not all the lives that were actually under that cop's knee it's not it was a black life that was under that knee and the fact is is that we need to say and declare that black lives matter because it was black lives that have been lost by and large over and over again by this police brutality. And this is a wake-up call once again, the third one this year, if you will. Um, Brianna, I can't remember her last name at the moment, but and, and go ahead, send your hate mail to once again, Michael at Unchurched Podcast. I show, 
um, Brianna, what's her last name, was just a few months ago, a couple months ago. And before that, Ahmaud Aubrey. Three lives that have been taken unnecessarily. And you can quote all the stats you want about white lives, you know, white people getting killed by cops as well. But once again, there is such a disparity in the black community. We don't have white privilege. It doesn't exist for us. Okay? We have to say that black lives matter until there is equal treatment. Equal treatment under the law. Equal treatment when it comes down to law enforcement. Equal opportunity when it comes down to education and money and jobs and all of this stuff. Yes, you have those that that make it out of the hood and they do good. Yes, you have those. You have plenty that come from single family homes, single parent homes, and they do good. Yes, but it doesn't negate the fact that there is a huge disparity in the black community that's perpetrated by this country and is unsustainable. You, You can't expect this to continue forever. It cannot. There has to be a change. There has to be different. This country owes Colin Kaepernick an apology. I've seen these memes of the uh, 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 a picture of Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, you know who I'm talking about. Cap, the uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, quarterback. He was taking a knee back in 2016 against police brutality in protest during the national anthem. And all these people that were saying, you know, I stand for my flag, put my hand over my heart, and da-da-da-da, all of this stuff. I saw a picture of him kneeling during the, during the uh, national anthem and a picture next to him of this cop leaning on George Floyd's neck. Okay, they were kneeling for two different things, two separate things. Black lives matter, and it's okay to protest. And at least he chose to protest and and use his national voice in the way that he did, which was peaceful, yet respectful as well. I don't care that you think that he was disrespecting the flag and disrespecting the anthem. That doesn't matter to me. His voice and what he was saying does matter. Unarmed black men and women cannot continue to be killed by law enforcement who are supposed to serve and protect their community. That's the point. You can say all lives matter all you want. You can say it till you're blue in the face. It is nothing more than a put down of those that say black lives matter. And that standpoint, and I'm just going to flat out say it, is rooted in racism. You can't say all lives matter if we're not all the same. You can't say all lives matter if we're not all treated the same. You can't say all lives matter if we don't all have the same opportunity.
if we don't all have <laughs> the same respect in the eyes of the government, in the eyes of the law enforcement, in the, in, in the eyes of the legal system where it matters. You can't say that all lives matter if there is an equality. You can't say it. It's, a, it's, a, it's hypocritical. It's bullshit at its best. It stinks. It sucks. It's terrible. It's the wrong thing to say. You should be saying black lives matter because you have an understanding that there is a population of people that are experiencing and has for the last several hundred years disenfranchisement and inequality on every spectrum there is. Once again, you had three cops on George Floyd. One on his neck, one on his back, one on his legs. One standing there doing nothing at all about it. They stood, and I'm like so freaking emotional, but I'm trying to keep it together here. Again, like I said, this is my platform event, so I'm going to do it. Eight minutes and 47 seconds, the dude was on his neck. You got George Floyd crying out, saying, I can't breathe. I'm thirsty. Give me some water. Crying out for his mother as he was taking his last breath. Okay. I've heard some assholes. I'm looking on Facebook and I see these different people on my timeline. I, I tell you this. I've been deleting friends. I've been deleting all these different friend requests and all this stuff. My page is, you know, just crazy with stupid people saying stupid shit. If he could breathe, if he couldn't breathe, how is he crying out saying that he can't breathe? The fact that he's crying out saying that he can't breathe means that he could breathe. That's what people are saying. It fucking blows my mind. Do you remember a few years ago? There was a guy um, named Dylan Roof. He went into a church in South Carolina. Okay. He killed nine people. These nine people that were at is just a old school southern black AME church. Okay. They're having a Bible study, a midweek Bible study. He goes in, he sits in the Bible study, he, he's befriended by all these people. They're loving on him, showing him a good time. He pulls out a gun and kills nine people. The cops show up, they arrest him. And you want to sit and fucking tell me that uh, white privilege doesn't exist or that all lives matter. Do you remember what happened before he uh, got taken to jail? They offered him Burger King. They took him to go get something to eat before they took him to prison. <laughs> uh, let that sink in for a second as you say that all lives matter. George Floyd 
The dude had his knee in his neck for 8 minutes and 47 seconds. You mean to tell me that while this dude is handcuffed behind his back and you got three people on him for a fraudulent dollar bill, a counterfeit bill, that still to this day they haven't been able to find? The counterfeit bill is supposed to be evidence. They've gone through the drawer and they cannot find that counterfeit bill. Probably because it doesn't fucking exist. There's no evidence at all against this man. And he's dead. You mean to tell me in the 8 minutes and 47 seconds there wasn't a cop car that was near that you can throw him in the cop car and take him off to jail? Think about that for a second. Okay? Listen. The protests are going on. Black Lives Matter. Say his name, George Floyd. (laughs) Why don't you go join one of those protests? Go join one of them. You have a hard time with some of the shit that I'm saying right now. Why don't you go talk to a black person? Go talk to somebody. And ask them how they feel about it. Ask them about their living situation. How they live in America as black in America. The fear that they're under. Talk to a black mother who has a black son. If you don't want to talk to a black man, fine. Don't talk to a black man. You think he might be too angry or too aggressive? Don't talk to him. Talk to a black mother who has a black son and hear her heart of how afraid she is for her black son. Or a white mother with a black son, like my wife. And see what they have to say about raising a son in this America that we live in today. And get their opinion. Get their input. I don't have this article pulled up, but it broke my heart. I saw a white man, an old white man, at a Black Lives Matter protest in New York. This video is circulating around anywhere. All you got to do is look it up. The guy walks up to the cops. The cops, within seconds, push the guy over because this old man was an air quote threat, right? Pushed him over. The old white man fell to the ground, toppled over, boom, hits the back of his head on the ground. And in the video, you can literally see blood beginning to gush from his head. And just as the cop realized what he had done, he tried to turn around and check on the man. And you can see the other guy next to him pull him forward and say, no, keep moving forward. They had on riot gear because they were going to stop the protest. This man understood what he was signing up for, unfortunately. He knew what he was signing up for when he went and approached those cops. When he volunteered his time to go down for the protest, he knew what he was getting himself into. 
but I bet my last dollar that he didn't think that he was going to be bleeding from his head on the sidewalk with cops walking past his lifeless body. Again, I say, this is about police brutality. Unnecessary use of force. And I know it doesn't just happen on black people. This is a prime example. You got an old ass white man. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He didn't have anything on him. He was unarmed as well. Left on the sidewalk bleeding as cops are walking past his body. You want to tell me that these protests are unnecessary? They're extremely necessary. I got another one for you. In Atlanta, just this past week, there were two students that were driving to a protest. Six officers chased down this car. Had two kids in it. Two college students, a boy and a girl. They chased down the car on foot because the car wasn't going fast. You know, people protest in their cars too, right? They just drive by just because they, they, they want to be there. The spirit takes over. They're like, you know what? Yes, Black Lives Matter. George Floyd, say his name. They honk their horns. They're part of the protest, right? It's okay to do that. You know that, right? It's legal to do that. Not a problem. Chase the car down. They take their clubs. They break the windows. They tase the young man and the young woman. Pull them out of the car and arrest them. Why? Why? What were they doing wrong? They were part of the protest. They weren't. There is no evidence that they were being belligerent or aggressive in their cars like they were going to hit the cops with their vehicles or anything like that. None of that was the case. You got body cam footage from the cops, from six different cops. Okay. Proof that these two students didn't do anything wrong. The police chief came on right away. Said we've looked into this incident. We've reviewed the body cam footage. They have these six cops have until Friday to turn themselves in. They're under arrest. It's just a few days ago, folks. Again, excessive use of force. Crazy part is that some of these cops were black. That really, really sucks. Believe me, that hits hard. They weren't all white cops. The police brutality has to stop either way. Black people got to stop getting killed either way. I, I, don't, I don't know how much longer I can go here. Um, here's another one that, that just really, really ticked me off. In Chicago... This makes no sense to me at all. Latin gangs in Chicago are starting to 
attack black pro protesters in an effort to, air quotes, assist the police. <laughs> so there's a gang. There are gangs in certain parts of Chicago. And you know, Chicago has these different neighborhoods, much like New York. Um, they're literally... They, they sent a message to the police force. And they basically said, hey, listen, don't come to our neighborhood today. We're going to help out the police force. If we see any black people protesting, we'll take care of them for you. They sent a message to the, top, to the cops ahead of time. Here's <laughs> four black women and a kid they were just driving through on their way to a to a to a, a a protest okay their car was struck with bats by men latin men standing latino men standing in the streets with bats banging on cars as cars are going by you got four women and a little little kid in the car what are these what are these four women and a little kid going to do to you? They're terrorized. They're being terrorized. Now black people now not just worrying about what the cops are going to do to them when they go to protest, but before they even get to the protest, you got Latino gangs that are going to beat you up before you get there to air quotes help the police. Come on, dude. Listen, all lives matter, right? Tell me who else this is happening to. Who else is this happening to in America right now? Okay. Yeah, protests that happen all the time. Right? Yeah, protests that happen against abortion, pro-life protests. You, you got LGBTQ a, B, C, D, E, F, G. The, the whole acronym of, of everything. Right? You have so many different people that protest different things. Do they have Latino gangs coming after them? Saying they're going to assist the police and, and stop these people from being able to protest? No. It's not happening. We have the right to be able to say whatever we want to say in this country. Free speech, right? And I've heard it said that, hey, if the free speech don't work, then we have the Second Amendment. And I get that. I get that, that, uh, that fire. I understand that fire. I understand that indignation. That if you're going to stop me stop my voice or try to stop my voice but you're not going to stop my bullets I get that I totally get that I also understand the, the spirit of that second amendment being about a tyrannical government not being able to take over the people that's why we have a right to bear arms it's so that we cannot be we're a democracy. We're not going to be run by a dictator. That's why that's written. 
But this right here, come on, man. Latinos, you're people of color as well. You're not white. You're people of color. It, you, you can't do this shit and, and just think that it's okay. So what do you think happened? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think that that was okay with black people? Absolutely not. Now you've got gang wars happening. Well, they were already happening, but they, they really, really peaked up after this story got released last week. So much so is that you got the Latino leadership, their, their community leaders that are coming out, apologizing and, and asking for a truce. Because they know, they know, they know the hell that they were about to bring on themselves from the black people in Chicago, the gangs that are there. You already know what was going to happen. As soon as you stepped up to say you were going to assist the police, you knew exactly what was going to happen. You were going to start a gang war. And you better believe. You got to believe that that's what's going to happen. Holy shit. <sighs> this stuff just uh, started playing in my ear. The video from this article that I was just looking at just started playing in my ear and scared the literal shit out of me. That music. But. <laughs> oh, God. It's all good. How do I get it to stop? I don't even know how to get it to stop. There it is. Finally. I got the music out of my ears. I can continue this podcast. Anyway, uh, was there one more thing that I wanted to talk about? Let me see. Drew Brees was in the news as well because he has some shit to say about all lives matter and, and kneeling d during the national anthem. And he fucking needs to give Cap an apology as well for his stupid comments but he did apologize and I thought that he said something very good that um, I don't know I guess he has some black friends that went to him and, 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 and told him what was right but I'll just read a little bit of what he said because first of all he, he tried to take the pious road like you know I'm a patriot type of shit right he uh I'll tell you what he read for what he said first. It was on Twitter. Um, talked about, uh, let's see if I can get his actual tweet. Mm. Oh, don't tell me I can't find it. Don't tell me I can't find it. Here he is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Well, he's part of it. Oh, he says, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag or the United States of America or our country. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart looking at the flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears. Hey, listen, it, it brings me to tears, too. It's, it's one of my favorite songs. And when I stand up there, I think about my dad who served in the military. And I love my dad so much that it brings me to tears. I remember... 
living in Panama and the national anthem coming on on the loudspeaker and um, and all these soldiers stopping their cars on the freeway, getting out of their cars, taking their hat off, putting their hand over their heart and, and standing for the anthem. And then once it's over, they get back in their cars and start driving again. I remember that as a kid. I remember having that. So anyway, um, he says, so every time I stand, my hand, it brings me to tears, blah, blah, blah. Thinking about all uh, that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but uh, for the matter of those throughout the civil rights movement in the 60s and all that has been endured by so many people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and is everything right with our country right now? No, no, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there with your hand over your heart, it shows unity. It shows that we're all in this together. We call we can all do better. Um, and we're all a part of the solution. Bullshit. You're not part of the solution. You can shut the fuck up, actually. Um, if, if that's the shit that you want to say. Okay. So he apologizes and then he cleans it up and he comes back and says, I want to apologize to my friends and teammates. City of New Orleans, by the way, which got a whole lot of black people in New Orleans, right? A whole lot of them that understand Caps kneeling was all about protesting police brutality, not the flag. You want to make it about the flag? All you're doing is negating the police brutality and you're calling the cause bullshit because you want to make it about something that it's not. But I'll read his apology and give him a fighting chance. He apologizes to the black community, NFL community, anybody he would have hurt, and attempt to talk about respect, unity, and solidarity centered around the American flag, which we can't. There's no, there is no solidarity or unity or anything around the American flag. That American flag, God bless that American flag and God bless this country. But that flag in this country isn't giving equal opportunity, equal um, equality under the, um, the legal system, equality in education, and on and on and on. It's not giving it. All right. So, again, I'm still trying to read his comments. Hold on. An attempt to talk about respect, unity, and solidarity. Uh, centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. No shit, Sherlock. They lacked awareness and any type of compassion or empathy, which it did. Instead, those words have become divisive and hurtful and have misled people into believing that somehow I am the enemy. You're not the enemy, but it wasn't all that misleading. You just told the shit that was in your heart. You piece of shit. Got it. This could not be further from the truth. Actually, it is. And it's not an accurate reflection of my heart or my character. Actually, it is. And he says, this is where I stand. And this is what he should have said in the beginning. I stand with the black community in the fight against systematic or systemic racial injustice and police brutality and support the creation of real policy change that will make a difference. That's what we need, folks. This is actually the, the good stuff here. This is actually what black people need. 
and what they're fighting for and what they're protesting for. I condemn the years of oppression that have taken place throughout our black communities and still exist today. I acknowledge that we as Americans, including myself, have not done enough to fight for that equality or to truly understand the struggles and plight of the black community. Bravo. I recognize that I am part of the solution and can be a leader for the black community in this movement. Really, prove it. Don't just say that. That sounds cute, but prove it. I will never know what it is like to be a black man or raise black children in America, but I will work every day to put myself in those shoes and fight for what is right. I've always been an ally, never an enemy, and blah, 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 blah. I recognize that I should do less talking and more listening. No shit, Sherlock. And when the black community is talking about their pain, we all need to listen. For that, I'm very, very sorry, and I ask your forgiveness. So, I'll throw him a bone for that last little bit. Okay? And I think if you're black listening to this, you should probably throw him a bone too. You probably didn't even hear about that or even know about it. But that's okay. The fact is, is that communication is key and we need to talk about this shit. And if you want to be part of the solution, then you need to actually educate yourself on what the fuck has been going on in the black community. Maybe you don't want to start with slavery, and that's fine. You don't have to start with slavery. How about you just start with redlining? And if you don't know what that is, maybe you should look it up. Okay. So... Look up the word gentrification and see what comes up. All right. Redlining really quick. It was denial. Denial of services from federal from the federal government and other agencies and local governments and the private sector. That means like real estate and just all the stuff that you need to actually build a community. Denial from them, okay, to go into specific neighborhoods that, that had black people in it. They wouldn't sell to black people. You couldn't own a business there, let alone live there. And it goes so much deeper than that. And it still exists today in so many parts of the country. Black people have been priced out of areas, redlining districts. They literally had maps, maps, red lines, literally exactly the way that it sounds. When you look up redlining, also look up what's called black bottom. It just wasn't one place. It was in many places. Black people weren't allowed to live outside of these places because they were priced out of these places. They were denied funding. They were denied opportunity. Uh, did you know that there was a such thing as Black Wall Street back in the day? They got completely dismantled and tore up. <laughs> Black people are trying to come up and have some money. 
They couldn't get bank loans and stuff like that. And they had to rely on people like Black Panthers. Remember that those those gangs that people called them gangs and and thugs. They were the people that were actually helping out. The black community. Trying to help us come up. I don't know, man. Just look it up. Look it up. Look up some history. Talk to some black people. You might learn a few things. Some complete disenfranchisement. And, um, and, and it sucks. It sucks. For a lot of black people, as soon as they got something, it got taken away right away. So, all right. Uh, uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, there's a young man who went viral on uh, TikTok because he um, he laid out on TikTok the rules that that his mother um, <laughs> the rules from his mother. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, it's a very, very interesting article. It was a very interesting TikTok, I should say. Oh, don't tell me I don't have it anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. A teen shares a TikTok about the unwritten rules to follow as a black man. And I'm going to close out the... I'm going to close out the uh, the podcast with this because I'm, I'm really done talking about this and I really, really want to be done talking about this. I'm ready for this shit to be over. By the way, nobody's talking about COVID-19 anymore, but that's besides the point. Unwritten rules to follow as a young black man. The things that he's learned from his mother starts with don't put your hands in your pockets. You know, there are a bunch of black men who were killed just because they had their hands in their pockets. Cop says, take your hands out your pocket. He says, what for? He said, looks like you got a gun, you get shot. Enough black men have been killed because their hands were in their pocket. That mothers are telling their sons now, don't walk with your hands in your pocket. Here's another one. Don't put your hoodie on. Why? Because several years ago, a man was killed as he was walking down the street with a hoodie on. Somebody who, um, the, the the fat bastard who was doing community watch that night, went after him because he was walking down the street in a certain neighborhood. And he gets starts questioning him, what are you doing in this neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. And he ends up getting shot and killed. All because he was black and had his hood on. In the wrong neighborhood. The next one. Don't be outside with no shirt on. I'm quoting him. Check with your people. It don't matter even if you're down the street. Don't be out too late. Even if you're right down the street. Don't be out too late. Okay. Here's another one. Especially in the store. He has to be careful. Nothing that. Um, uh, 
that that doesn't sound right. Basically, he's saying that even when he goes into a store, he must get a receipt and a bag for whatever he buys, even if it's just a pack of gum. Because if he walks out with it and somebody accuses him, accuses him of stealing it, if he doesn't have a receipt, it's the shop owner's word against his, and he'll go to jail. Okay? That's the lesson. Here's another one, one that I talked about last week. Never leave the house without your ID. And I know it's stupid. It shouldn't be that way, but... Even when I go outside to walk the dog, I don't take my whole wallet, but I'll pull my my license out and just stick it in my pocket. Because I know that one. I know all of these. (laughs) Really. But it's sad. Don't drive with a wife beater on. You know what a wife beater is, right? You go into the store, they're called A-shirts. Don't drive with a do-rag on. Now listen, I'm bald. But back in the day... I used to have some waves in my head, y'all. Not, not for real, no. I wore a wave cap. Or as he's calling it, a do-rag. I used to call it that too. Don't drive with it on. Don't go out in public with a wife beater or a do-rag on. Don't ride with the music on too loud. It's another rule. Don't stare at a Caucasian woman. Caucasian means white, by the way. If a cop stops you randomly... And starts questioning you. Don't talk back. It's just serious things. I'll add a couple of them to it. Don't take your hand off the steering wheel once you get pulled over. And since you can't take your hands off the steering wheel, off the steering wheel when you get pulled over as a black man, you should already have your license and registration right there on the dash. As soon as they come up, it should already be there. You roll down the window before they even get there. Don't reach down to roll that window down. Because they don't know if you're reaching for a gun or not. And you can end up dead. That's truth. It's happened over and over again. He says, I want people to understand the type of things my mom has to instill in me because my people continue to be judged by the color of their skin and not the content of their character, as Martin Luther King said. Martin Luther King Jr. said it's required a conversation our parents must have to ensure that we come home alive this is an 18 year old kid okay he says I almost resented someone else says this I almost resented the way that white parents spoke of self isolation with such grief um, this is his mother uh, referring to the stay at home orders It reminded me that as a black mother, I've always been acutely aware of the dangers in this world that are out there for my children just for existing. It's tough. I've had to have a conversation with my son who's 12 years old. He didn't understand it. He just didn't get it. Can't expect him to get it. But I told him, I said, buddy, you know, they say that your skin is your sin. That's what we say in the black community. I don't believe that it is. I don't believe that it is my sin. The fact is, is that that's something that's taught in the, um, in the Mormon church, the, the Church of Latter-day Saints. They believe that um, sin 
is a curse and it exists within black skin. They teach that. It's one of their tenets. And so that's, that's part of where that comes from. Um, but anyway, regardless, I told him, I said, listen, buddy, if anybody ever tells you that, don't agree with them because it's not true. The thing that someone doesn't like about you isn't, doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong about you. What it does mean is that there's something wrong with them. Something wrong with their eyes. There's something wrong with their heart. So if they're seeing you as the color of your skin, if that's the way they see you, as just a black man, then they have a problem, not you. You don't have the problem. And my job is to make sure that before I leave this earth, my example is to be as proud of who you are as you can be. Be proud of the color of your skin. Be proud of the impact that you have on this world. Be proud of the relationships that you have, the family that you come from, the people that love you and the people that you love. Be proud of that. It's nothing to be ashamed of. All lives matter. Do you teach these lessons to your kids? Is this something that you do? Do you worry about whether or not your kids are going to come home safe all because of the color of their skin? If you're not black, you don't do these things. Let's be honest. You don't think about these things if you're not black. So you have no right to say that all lives matter. Black lives matter. Say his name. George Floyd. I'm going to drop the mic right there. You want to get at me? Get at me. Michael at unchurchpodcast.show. I'll take on all comers. Um... Whether you agree or disagree, doesn't matter to me. Bring it on. Um, catch our website, unchurchpodcast.unchurchpodcast.show. Uh, I almost said that wordpress.com. Either one, actually. You get his, either one, and it'll still get you to the right place. And our Twitter and uh, Instagram is at unchurchpod. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your attention. We love you a long time. Bye.